to the Redeemed Evangelical Mission, Trem, Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Spirit of grace, spirit of truth, we hand over the service to you. We bring every man, every woman, every boy, girl, a child, youth, and teenager. We turn them loose to you. We ask you to get a hold of every heart. Get a hold the heart of men, the heart of women, the heart of youths and teenagers, the heart of boys, girls, and children. Holy Ghost, arrest every heart. Bring conviction. Bring conversion, bring change, bring transformation to every heart in the name of Jesus. Kayita, 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 Karanda Jose, Karanda Jose, Karanda Jose, Karanda Jose, sweep over this nation, sweep over the United States. This community, every city, every neighborhood, Holy Ghost, sip over every zip code, Kala bubble, engulf every heart. Oh, bread of God, Zazirabaha, in the name of Jesus. Hear me and hear me clearly. We can never have and enjoy. A change and transform society without a change and transform heart of men and women, young men and women, youth and teenagers that make up the society. The society is made of a people. The character of the people is a product and the fruit of the society. I always say that whoever and whatever controls your heart controls your life. Permit me to say whoever rules, governs, controls your heart controls the society. So we're going to open our mouth. All over this nation, pour your spirit upon this land. Pour your spirit upon the United States. Pour your spirit upon every man, every woman. Pour your spirit upon every boy, girl, and child. Let's begin to ask the Holy Ghost. Get a hold of everyone. Bring conviction and conversion. To every heart, to every heart, all across this land, all over this nation, from coast to coast, from east to west, from north to south, engulf every heart with the flaming fire of revival. Let the fire burn across this nation. Let it burn from coast to coast. Let it burn from east to west. Let it burn in every home, in every office. In every grocery store, in every school, in every community center, the fire of the Holy Ghost, the fire of revival, lit up this nation, lit up every heart.
Jesus. Habuska balindo honda brahas genda bahuske. Manunde brahasha katuri mahanda kushke. Mande bruhusa ziri bahata. Lumbruhusa kita bahuske be. In Jesus name. Permit me, let's go straight to the message. I welcome my brother to the service after service. His beautiful wife and the two beautiful daughters. After after the message. Can you let's delve into the message? Somebody say, sent as he was sent. Sent as he was sent. Not sent as he was sent. Sent as he was sent. Somebody say with me, I am the sent one. Not a sent one. You are in particular the sent one. Pastor Chi, God bless you. The teaching this morning, talking about purpose, that job, you are there, not because of the paycheck. You are there for the kingdom. Can you imagine if every believer, every worker in this nation that work in corporate America, that work in government establishment, know that they are not there primarily for the paycheck, but they are there for the kingdom. And that reminds me of last Sunday. Talking about what are we sent here to do? We started by saying we are the sent one. One, you have to know you are the sent one, not a sent one. You are here with a mission. You are here. That is the reason why you are born on earth in the first place. Heaven packaged you to planet earth with a mission for the kingdom. For him. Unfortunately, many have lived and died without even scratching the purpose why they are on it. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. You have to know it and understand it. Because if you know and understand that you are the sent man, you are the sent woman, it will drive your life. Intentionally and purposefully drive your actions. The way you live will be interpreting the, mom, the mission you are here for. Last Sunday we were told that what are we sent to do? We were told that we are sent to spread the good news. The reason why you are here on earth 
It's all. You are the messenger of God. You are the voice of God. You are the mouthpiece of God. The Bible calls that we are his ambassadors. Amen. We said last Sunday that in this corporate America, every employment comes with a benefit. One major benefit that comes with our job is our health care insurance. Many are doing their job because of their health insurance, right? Because that is the substance that suck the resources of families. The health insurance is a benefit is not the priority. The health insurance is not the job. It's the benefit that comes with the job, with the employment. It means that without the job or the employment, there will be no health insurance, right or wrong. But we said that today Christians, the sent ones that does not understand and know not that they are sent, they are here for a mission, rather than prioritizing the employment, they are prioritizing the benefits. Unknown to us, that when you lose the job, you have lost the benefit. Job, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, don't trouble yourself. Don't worry about what to eat, what to wear, what to drive, where to lay your head. He said, for your heavenly father knows you have need of all these things. Then here comes the employment. Here comes the job. He said, but seek you first. Somebody say, seek you first. Seek you first. It means that this is priority. Seek you first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. The additions, they are the benefits like the health insurance with your job. If you lose your job, you lose your health insurance. The benefits, the addition, good car to drive, good home to live, good husband, handsome husband like myself to marry. Thank God for my beautiful wife. Beautiful wife to marry. Pretty children. Right? Good house. Money in the bank. Right? Good health. These are benefits. But today, many believers have prioritized the benefits rather than the priority. The principle. 
Somebody say, say with me. I am the sent one. I am the sent man. I'm the sent woman. In that job. In that school. In that business. In that family. I am the sent one. You are the only light. The only salt. Right? You are the change agent. The sent one is a change agent. The sent one is not a thermometer. Because thermometer just take the reading. The sent one is a thermostat. Thermostat brings change. We enjoy the atmosphere in this room because of that little electronic gadget called thermostat. We turn the temperature and bring it down to 72 degrees so that it is comfortable for us. If it's very cold, it will turn it and bring it up to warm so that you will not be cold. Honey, that's who you are to this world. That's why you are in existence. That's why you are living. You are the sent one. You are the man. You are the woman with a mission. We go to the same mall. We go to the same grocery store. We go to the same restaurant. We go to the same school. We walk in the same office, but we're not the same. You have to know that. But unfortunate, unfortunately, many of us, we don't know that we are the sent man in that place. We are the man, we are the woman with a mission. That we are the change agent. And you know one truth that the devil is depriving many from knowing? You are the hope of that place. The young man, Joseph, a royal man, born, a prince, in obedience to his father, he was sold into slavery. That's another message in itself. How can a prince loved by his father, faithful and loyal to his father, he's not a rebellious or a disobedient child. You see, sometimes, hear me and hear me clearly, when you are doing the right thing, you suffer. The fact that for doing the right thing, you are, you are suffering, does not make that you should what? join and start doing the wrong thing. You see people, do you know that they are doing the wrong thing? Committing credit card fraud, committing medical fraud. They are living big, living in a $1 million house, driving Range Rover, driving all the big cars, wearing 
hundreds of thousands of jackets and shoes. Spraying dollars in parties. You say, Bet, <laughs> what do I have to show for my faithfulness? There's a message. Why do the righteous suffer, man of God? You see, this walk, this journey of life, the pathway of life is not straight and it's not smooth. You have some bumps on the pathway. And you have, have some sharp corners on the pathway of life. But many don't know that. Every bump and every sharp corner you meet in life, on your pathway of life, is a transformation. It helps to remove things from you and add things to you. The lesson Joseph learned as a slave boy and as a prisoner helped him to manage the resources of, a, of the nation and the people. He created in him compassion. Imagine what if he didn't go through those lessons. A young man less than 35 years Managing the whole economy of the whole world. Because Egypt then was managing the whole world. The whole world was looking to Egypt for survival. And Pharaoh said, I know the man. is Joseph. The Egyptians will come to him. Even the lords of Egypt will come to Pharaoh. He said, no. Go to Joseph. Whatever he says, goes. Imagine somebody that have that kind of power. If you are the one, imagine you are placed in a place like this, in a position like that. What you would do to Potiphar's wife and Potiphar himself that put you to jail. There was a training. There are some things God is not allowed to fall into our hands now because we are not ready yet. To handle it. As much as you love your 16 year old boy. Or daughter. You can't put. The key of Lamborghini in his or her hand. There are things God trained us with. With things he allowed into our lives. Did you see the way I put it? Because there's nothing that happened to a child of God without passing through the hand of God first. Because in him we live. In him we move. In him we have our pain. So before he comes to us, he has to pass through him. And if you allow it to reach you, it means, like I always say, he has taken away from it all destructive elements. So he cannot harm you. And that's why Paul writing to the saints says, Romans chapter 8 verse 28, For we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God, number one, who are the called according to his purpose. Somebody said, not to work against me because I'm a child of God. Don't forget, I am the sent man. 
the sent one. Somebody say, I'm the sent one. What are we sent to do? Last Sunday we said we are sent to what? Publish. To spread the good news. We are his voice. We are his ambassadors. But today, let's see if we can wrap it up today. How can we do this? How can we perform our duty as a sent one? Praise God. Jesus speaking in the book of John chapter, he said, without me you can do nothing. John chapter 15. Without me you can do what? Nothing. We cannot do this work naturally. We cannot do this work due to our natural experience and giftings, talent, and expertise. We can do this through the help of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say through the Holy Ghost. Through the Holy Ghost. Let's go to the Bible. Let's go to our text. John chapter 20 from verse 19 through 23. Can you give me a new King James Version? John 20. Are we blessed? Somebody say, sent as he was sent. I am the sent man. I am the sent woman. John 20, 19 through 23. King James Version. Then this same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be on with you. They were afraid. Because of time, I will not go deep. You can go to our podcast and listen to the messages. Our podcast, Trem Atlanta, just type Trem Atlanta. You will get the message. Now, at this time, Jesus was already dead and buried. They saw him killed. They saw him nailed to the cross. They saw him died. They saw him buried. They saw the Soldiers sealed the tomb and they saw the soldiers watching over the tomb. So as long as they are concerned, naturally speaking, it's over. Not only that, the religious rulers killed Jesus. They were threatening them also. They were after them. So they were frozen and arrested by fear. Locked themselves down. You know, during the COVID, everybody was locked down at home. People that have never gotten a holiday before got a false holiday. <laughs> locked down with fear. In the midst of their fear came Jesus. Somebody said, then came Jesus. I don't know where you are today. You under the sound of my voice. I don't know what you are going through. The same Jesus that walked into them in the midst of their fear is visiting you. Amen. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord. 
I change not. If you could visit them, he is visiting you. A change comes to you. You are not the son of a voice in the name of Jesus. When he visited them, he did not start scolding them. Why are you afraid? Don't you know you are bigger than this? No. No. The Bible says we don't have a high priest that does not have the feeling of our infirmities. The high priest we have is like us. He was tired. He slept. He was hungry. He ate. He passed through. He suffered. He was tried. He was tempted. The Bible says he was tempted in all that without sin. He knew what it means to be vulnerable. And that is why our high priest, remember that, so that we dealt with what is Jesus doing for me now, before this. He finished his work. He's right now our high priest. He's right now not just our high priest. He's our advocate. He's our intercessor. Pleading for us right at the right hand of the father. You see, my dad, Bishop Mike, always say, head or tail will win. If no one is praying for you, man of God, know that Jesus is praying for you. Amen. Our intercessor, if I ask now how many of you have prayed for Pastor Fred this morning. But my advocate, my intercessor, my high priest, at the right hand of the Father is praying for me. Amen. He is praying for you. Amen. That's why I know you cannot fail. That's why I know the devil is too late in your life. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. And you know one thing? If God will ever answer any person's prayer, he will answer Jesus' prayer. Amen. Somebody said, there's hope for me. That's why you cannot fail. That's why you have to love him. You don't lose anything loving him. It's win-win. Glory to God. Amen. Somebody bless this morning. Yes, so he's our high priest. So he walked in into them. He knew that they are vulnerable. He knows when you are down. He knows when you are weak. He always comes to encourage, to lift up. Praise God. And that's why you don't let go of him. Keep following him. I always tell us, in this life, there are portals, right? If you trip and fall, don't remain there. Get up, clean up yourself, and keep going. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't surrender. Because <laughs> my dad said, God have already rigged the game. We know who have won before we started it. Jesus says, it is finished. Yes. So the devil is too late. Do you know how your function is by deceit? That's the only two he has. Deceit. He will come to let you know, are you sure? Did, did God really mean what he said? That's the same way he spoke to Adam and Eve. Jesus himself took all. Somebody say he took all. All 
all my sin, all my iniquities, all my sickness, all my disease, all my pain, all my shame, all my reproach, all my sorrows. The chastisement of my peace was laid on him and by his side I am healed. Not will be healed. I am healed. The little English language my dad bought for me. He told me that healed means well, it's already done. No will be done. Right? But he will come. I hit up. The pain will come. He wants you to agree that you, you are sick. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas Jesus has taken it. Baby guy, come please. Just, I'm the only one that can pull her. This is in my hand now. I give it to her, right? Is it still in my hand? She's taking it. Right? But now, that's what Jesus done for us. Whilst you are driving, let me ask your beautiful daughters. Was there any oak tree in the front of the church as you're coming in? Did you see any oak tree? As you're driving in, as you walked in, there's no oak tree. We don't have no oak tree. But do you know a couple of years ago, there was a massive oak tree in front of the church there. During the fall, during the spring, you see the menace of oak tree in the front of the church. Now, to get rid of those leaves, those seeds, those powdery, this thing, we have to get rid of the oak tree. That's what Jesus did for us. Sickness, disease, pain, sorrow, shame, reproach, barrenness, hate, murder, are all byproducts of sin. Thank you, love. They are what? They are all byproducts of sin. There would be no sickness. There will be no pain. There will be no disease. There will be no hatred. There will be no envy. There will be no barrenness. But for sin. So when you start dealing with the surface, we always come up. So God did it once and for all. Jesus died once and for all. He died with sin and all the byproduct of sin. Hallelujah. And he set you free. He set me free. For he who the Son of God set free is free indeed. But when the enemy come to you, he lied. But you have to know. That's why he told us in John chapter 8 verse 32. You should know the truth. And the truth you know. And I, I superimpose it. The truth you know and practice will set you free. Because if you know the truth and you don't do anything with the truth, it will not benefit you. So dearly beloved, Jesus came in 
when they were down. And he dealt with their problem from source. He said, peace be with you. He released his peace on them. You understand what I'm saying? To deal with the fear. Before he left, he told them, my peace I give to you, not as a word gift, give I unto you. But now he affirmed the peace. 21. So Jesus said to them, peace to you again. Affirming the peace. Permanently dealing with the fear. No wonder Paul wrote in the book of, writing to the son Timothy, for we are not given the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of what? A sound mind. Then before he went to the cross, he said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be what? Afraid. Don't give room to fear. Don't give room to, to fear. Don't give to room to trouble. Because when you make way, to, do you know why he said you should not be afraid? Because fear is a tool that the devil uses. Faith is a tool that God uses. Fear is things that appear real that is not real. I hear what I'm saying. So you don't buy it. No matter what. Verse 22. Please. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. See how powerful we are. The Bible says in the book of First John, as he is, so are we in this present world. It means that you are in the same state with Jesus. But before that, he said, as my father has sent me in verse 20, so sent I you. Right? Go give it to me, that 22. 21, I beg to say. Twenty, 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 please. Twenty-one. So Jesus said to them again, no, go back. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also sent you. Somebody say, I'm sent. As he was sent. I am the sent man. Now we say that we have now known what we are sent to do. Sent to spread the good news. What is the good news? Jesus has paid the price for your sin. Jesus has set you free. Jesus has forgiven you. There is hope for you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling man back to himself. He personally settled the case between him and man. And right now he's no more leaving the account of their sins on their... When you go to the mall, you order things, you have your own account, right? 
they will credit it to your account. He is no more crediting sin to your account. Because Jesus has paid for it. He said it is finished. For we have forgiveness. In him we have redemption. Even the forgiveness of sin. By his blood. So the issue of sin has been dealt with. You have to believe it. You have to receive it. For it to what? Benefit you. So he said, go tell them. Listen. That drug addict. That prostitute. That street boy, street girl. That corrupt politician. Corrupt businessman. He knows. That guy that is into credit card fraud and medical fraud. He knows what he's doing. But when you go to them and tell them that Jesus loves you and he doesn't like what you're doing, do you know that he has paid for this? But if you continue on this side, you will go to hell. Why not receive him? Right? The drunkard know there is forgiveness, there is mercy for you. That's what he said we should go and tell them. That he loves you, he cares for you. There are many people living in our community, in our society that are so lonely. So many of them have not heard the word, I love you, or you are love. At least I read a book, The Cross and the Switchblade by the Dr. Wickerson. Nicky Cruz was a bad man. When I mean bad, I mean bad, real bad. He's badder than badness. Was the head of the gang in New York City. They killed, I mean, no compassion. But this bad guy, Dr. Wickerson, keep telling him, God loves you. Jesus. He has never heard that word, love. In the first place, he didn't believe it. Because the mom and the dad never showed him love. Pastor, she was talking about parents and children. Please. Mind what you tell these children at home. Mind how you say and how you do things at home. Because children are trained by precept and by example, not just words. So Nikki Cruz did everything to Dr. Wickerson. But he keeps telling him, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Before you know it, he melted. It's only love that can melt the stolen heart. Religion cannot change anyone. It's on drug, yes, he knows. But they want the way out. That's why you are sent. So how do we go about it? By the Holy Ghost, not by a natural ability. Many are in church, but they don't 
know the person of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say you need the Holy Ghost. Will the Holy Ghost help us to live this Christian life? At the end of the day, Nick Cruz, the bad guy, became the, one of the most powerful evangelists the world have ever known. When he gave his life. I tell people, man of God, that religion cannot change any person. Religion cannot transform. It's the Holy Ghost that convict and convert. It's the Holy Ghost that change and transform. You see, no matter how powerful your oratory, or your, or your oratory is, it can't change a fly without the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, we need the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, I need the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, I need the Holy Ghost. You are not even hearing yourself. I need the Holy Ghost to live this life on this earth for the kingdom of God. I need the Holy Ghost to play my role in Jesus' name. You need the Holy Ghost. So he said that you breathe out upon them, receive the Holy Ghost. Now, let me read the one scripture, then we will pause. We will pick it from here next Sunday. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at Luke chapter 24. When you get home, I want you to read the entire chapter of Luke 24. It will bless you. Look at Luke 24, verse 49. Give it to me. New King James Version. Luke 24, 49. Okay, back up to 47. Back up to 47. Let me just tie it up. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Repentance and what? Remission of sin. In him we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sin, by his blood or through his blood. Remission is what? Remover. Taking away. Erasing. Wiping out of your sins. That's what his blood did for us. Forgiveness. He said as the east is from the west. So he has taken away your sins from you. So they cannot come together. What did it? The blood of Jesus. Not the animal sacrifice. Not the candle or incense. Beginning from Jerusalem. Verse 48. Please. And you are witnesses of these things. You see. You are witnesses. A witness is somebody that tells or reports what he see or saw or experience. You are feminine, right? You were there. You saw it, you experienced it, and you are now feminine, giving account, giving a report. You were a sinner before, right? You were on your way to hell. But when, you when he encountered you, he changed and transformed you. So your job is to go and witness, to tell people what he did for you. That is why we are here. 
That's why we are here. You have heard me say this many times. Fred Oi Musa was not born with Bible in my hands. I used to smoke a minimum of three packets of cigarettes those days, man of God. I would sit in one place and finish one bottle of rum. One bottle of rum, I would finish it all by myself. Pick my key and hit the road and drive. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. That's why, you know, there is nothing there. We've been there before. I have smoked anything smokable, including Nescaf. If you can light it on fire, I have smoked it. If you can light it on fire, I have smoked it. But here, mercy and grace change and transform. Nearly 50 years ago, the day I gave my life to Christ, I can't forget that day. Sunday service, man of God. Sunday evening service. I was with a packet of cigarettes in my pocket. When my friends, they they coerced me, you know, kind of pushed me to the church. I read many times not to go, but they pushed me, they dragged me. But the moment I hit there that day, I was arrested. I was encountered. They sparked a cigarette in my pocket. I'll destroy it all. Never lit one match since then. Never sip. Never sip one cup or alcohol since then. It was a radical transformation. Now there are people that their case are gradual. We know that. You know what I'm saying? If he could do it for me, he can do it for you. No matter where you are. And you, you looking at me, hearing me, you have your own story. That is what you are sent to do. That transformation only comes through Jesus, not religion. The Holy Ghost. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem unto you are endued with power from on high. Tie it with Acts chapter 1 verses 5 and 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 5 and 8. Then we will pause it. We will pause it and pick it up. Glory to God. Amen. You, you cannot be effective as a sent man, as a sent woman, Without the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You have to know him. Praise God. As time, the next we will talk about how do you know the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not an it. He is a he. He is a person. He has emotion. Are you hearing me? The present day. He is the boss. He is the manager of the church. The disciples saw Jesus physically. But 
He was limited in one place, right? But the Holy Ghost is not limited. It's at a it's different place. In John, he said, if I don't go, the Holy Ghost, the helper will not come. He said, it is very important and speedy for you that I will go. That when I go, I will send him to you. This is a season of the Holy Ghost. You cannot live a successful Christian life. You cannot live a victorious Christian life. You cannot know how to pray. You cannot know the Bible without the Holy Ghost. That's all you need the Holy Ghost. Any child of God without a personal relationship with the Holy Ghost cannot live a victorious Christian life. Check the prayer life of such a person. You are dragging you to come to church. They are begging you to come to church. But you can go to party and stay eight hours. But you can't come to church for three hours. Because you don't have a relationship with the Holy Ghost. I ask for Acts chapter 1 verse 5 and 8. For John truly baptized with water. You will be baptized. You shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Remember? Luke 24, 49. Go and wait. Verse 9, verse 8. Jump to 8. But you shall receive power. Somebody say power. power. The ability, the enablement, the authority to operate and to function. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, Without the Holy Ghost, no ability. Without the Holy Ghost, no enablement. Without the Holy Ghost, no consistency. Today, we can stay on the telephone and talk for hours, right? But we can't tell somebody for just 30 minutes about the love of God. Because there's no Holy Ghost. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, to the end of the earth. The Holy Ghost enables us to be witnesses, to speak for the kingdom, to live for him. Are you hearing me? You're not ashamed. Last Sunday, myself and my wife, after the service on Sunday, we went to, to, to Costco. I went with the bunch of the card. I was giving it before I entered Coast Code. All the card is finished. I said, honey, the card is gone. There are people out there that need help, that need to be loved. And that's why they are yearning, they are crying out. Romans chapter 8 says that creation is groaning, crying out. Everything that is created, including money in the hands of drug pushers, are crying for release. Where are the agents of the kingdom? Where are the change agents? Where are the lights? Where are the thoughts to deliver us? The world is waiting for you. I say your world is waiting for you. Your community is waiting for you. This nation is waiting for you. Are you going to disappoint God? I want you to talk to him. I want you to ask God's grace. I want you to ask for the grace.
I want you to ask for the grace. And if you know you have not received the Holy Ghost, I want you to stand up. I'm going to pray for you right away. And sense him in the house. If you know you don't have the Holy Spirit, I want you to stand up. I want to pray for you. To receive the Holy Ghost. To you, so that you start living a victorious Christian life from today. You under the sound of my voice. God did everything to prove his love for you. Jesus died and paid it off for you. He went to hell so that you cannot go to hell. All he needs from you is to accept his gift. No gift can be beneficial to you except you receive it. Jesus is God's gift to you. He died for you. He paid fully for your sins. And he went to hell so that you will not go to hell. Why not receive him now? All you need is, Jesus, I receive you into my life as my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I give you my heart, I give you my life. That's all. I want to pray for you. I want you to say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me by giving your son Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. You came to this world. You died for me. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, help me to live for you. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Empower me with the Holy Ghost to live this victorious life on earth for the kingdom as the sent man, as a sent woman. In Jesus' name. That's it. If you pray this prayer, honey, welcome to the greatest family. You are now a child of God. Amen. Glory to God. If you want to clap, clap. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.